All right, welcome to the Basement Sports and Entertainment Podcast. I am your host, Jordy Dereniak. Today, I just got a show for you on who I think the five most likely teams to be picking first overall in the NFL draft are. And so basically, which teams are the shittiest is basically what this show's about. But before I get into that, I just have a piece of news I'd like to go over first, and that's the Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC, Alliance bullshit has officially been announced and it's as expected mostly based around scheduling trying to schedule amongst each other to make sure they have as competitive schedules as they can but it's it's really just it's 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 just stupid it's a stupid response to the SEC adding Texas and Oklahoma I mean it it really is. The only way to really respond to that, in my opinion, and I wrote an article on this on the website, uh, and that's the Big Ten needed to expand, and quite frankly, I think the ACC and Pac-12 should look to expand as well. I think, uh, I mean, the Big 12, who knows what's going to happen with it. It's probably going to fall apart. Uh, I mean, at least I'd have to expect that because I don't see high-end group of five schools saying hey let's let's uh, join this conference that we don't know if it's still going to be together in five years i mean why would they do that it wouldn't make sense and then there's also the for certain schools for schools in the big 12 that get offered to go to a different conference there's also the well it's more lucrative for them to go somewhere else so i mean I think the Big 12 is set to die. I, I I, mean, I was shocked when I saw that Texas and Oklahoma were leaving. I really was. that When that first came out, that just blew my mind. I was like, holy shit, how, is this really happening? And fuck the SEC, that was my next thought. But uh, yeah, that it's it just, to me, is not a good response to the SEC expanding like that and being that much more dominant for football now and <clears throat> and that's the thing is that's what that move was all about for the SEC getting Texas and Oklahoma was about expanding their dominance as far as football goes and the Big Ten ACC and Pac-12 they unfortunately need to realize the power five is dead it's going to be more of a power four and they need to expand themselves and and that's I I really do think that just because uh, I mean again it's it, it that's the best way to compete with SEC is just getting more teams and yeah all right on to the main topic of the day five teams I think that are most likely to be picking first overall so who essentially yeah, who I think the five worst teams in the NFL are this season and first off I I mean this one is in a shock but the Houston Texans who were four and 12 a year ago with Deshaun Watson playing out of his mind but unfortunately for them and Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson has racked up the sexual assault charges this offseason, so he's not going to be playing. And that's the thing is, again, they were 4-12 and a year ago with him playing out of his mind. 
and now they will not have him. And let's look at the numbers of what that team was like last season. And EPA offensively, they were 0.0937th. Defense, they were 0.168, 31st. Then in terms of DVOA, they were 24th. Offensively, 13th. Defensively, 30th. And then in terms of pro football focus grade, they were 20th. Offensively, 8th. Defensively, 31st. In terms of points per drive, offensively, they were scoring 2.34 points per drive, which was 13th. And then defensively, they were giving up 2.70 points per drive, which was 30th. So the biggest takeaway was offensively, they were good. Defensively, they were complete fucking shit. And now again, Deshaun Watson's not going to be there for them this season. There's no way in hell he's going to be allowed to play. And and probably shouldn't be allowed to play. But uh, I, I mean... Uh, this this is just not a good look for the Texans. Their defense, as far as what they did to add to this team, they didn't really do anything, and that's that's a scary thing. Their defense should be just as terrible, and their offense is going to be a hell of a lot worse. They they have Davis Mills who they drafted, and that's probably going to be who ends up playing most of their games. I mean. Texans have a shitty situation just all around for their team. I I would I would be very disappointed to be a Texans fan right now. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, Texans fans have had a rough few year have had a rough last few years, especially with Bill O'Brien just fucking that team over as badly as he could on his way out, getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. And then, yeah, setting the course for really help setting the course for where they are now, squandering potential. Yeah, the Texans, Texans fans, they're 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 a sad people right now. They're a very sad people right now. But uh, and that's the sad thing is it's it's gonna be really rough for them again this season. I I mean, they have a legitimate shot to go zero and seventeen. They do. They absolutely have a shot to go 0 and 17, and I'd be shocked if this team. I'd be shocked if this team won more than three games. I really would, and three games almost feels generous. But you know, so, you know, bullshit games happen, so maybe they can end up getting a couple in that way. But I, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, they they they're depending on some luck swinging their way and that's it's not a good position to be in as a football team and as far as their new coach uh david cully i i remember seeing that hire and going really that's nick casario's big move that's his first big head coach hire wow yeah the texans they're they're gonna be an absolute disaster and i don't think it's gonna be better next season either as far as what the texans can do going forward to get themselves right is well the first thing that needs to happen is the situation with deshaun watson needs to get figured out in terms of whether he's going to be able to play or not and 
I mean, that really is their biggest thing, because if they don't have him, then they need to find a real option at quarterback to help get this team moving forward. And they obviously need to patch up the defense, because the defense was horrible across the board, as you heard earlier in those stats I was reading off. They did not do anything right on that side of the ball. <laughs> and I... I, uh... I, I just, again, I, and that's, oh, and that's obviously, oh, and that's another thing I wanted to bring up is they don't have Will Fuller anymore either. That was their best receiver from a year ago. And so that's another huge need is they need weaponry for whoever's going to play quarterback for them. That's, it's, that's a disaster, disaster position area for them. And... A young QB is not going to play well with what they have going. I, I am shocked that this team is is it's it's honestly almost one of those teams you look at in today's NFL and you go, did did they really assemble a roster this bad? <laughs> it's it's a joke. It honestly is. I I can't believe it. All right, enough about the Texans though. The Eagles are the team I want to talk about next, and they were 4-11-1 a year ago, Doug Peterson's final year with the team. And the Eagles, I think, are going to be an absolute nightmare again. I don't think there's any reason to believe in Nick Sirianni or Jalen Hurts, and I especially don't think with what they have in place on this roster that it allows them to turn things around quickly. And I'm just not a big believer that Jalen Hurts is actually able to be the guy for your team. And I I think he's going to struggle a lot. I think that Eagles team in general, it's it's not going to be good for them. They, yeah, let's, let's look at the stats from a year ago. In terms of EPA on offense, they produced minus 0.055 EPA per play, which was 29th. And on defense, they produced 0.025, which was 11th. And then DVOA, they were 28th. Offensively, they were 28th. Defensively, 15th. And pro football focus grade, they were 28th. Offensively, they were 30th, and defensively, 18th. So defensively, across the board, they were middle of the pack, and offensively, across the board, they were a shit show. And in this today's league, it's about offense. And that's why Nick Sirianni was hired in, because they want him to fix their offense and get them back to what that 2017 team was, but... I got a newsflash for them. That's not happening this season. Eagles fans are going to be in for a very rough year, too. And I, because I look at this team, and again, I don't see a team that got a whole lot better with offseason moves. I don't see a team that got it all better. I see a team that stayed stagnant, except outside of making the coaching changes, obviously. But, uh, and that's the thing, is they they're really depending on that being what really helps elevate them this season. They're also depending on Jalen Rager breaking out in his second season. 
and they're depending on Devontae Smith, rookie first-round pick, wide receiver out of Alabama, depending on him having a huge year right away, too. They need both of those guys to have a huge year for their offense to look even respectable. And I, I'm not a believer that those things happen. I definitely don't believe both of those things happen. I absolutely do not believe that both of those things happen. And I, I could see I could see one of them actually p- playing really well. But again, just not both. And that's not going to be enough for Jalen Hurts to be successful. Hurts also likes to hold the ball for a while. And I don't think that's going to be very good good for him is their pass blocking was 16th I believe last season and again just it's it's not a it's not a team that did much of all at all to really improve what they had going for them which was very little and I don't think a team that can't play offense is going to be successful this season I just don't and that leads me, and that's really the theme with the, the teams on this list, is they're not going to be good on offense. And my next team is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who picked first this last season. They went 1-15 last year. They selected Trevor Lawrence first overall, and we're, we're going to have to see how he does, but I, they also brought in Urban Meyer as their head coach, and it says this is his first NFL gig obviously a college coaching legend but I personally did not like that move at all I thought that was just one of the stupidest hires when it first happened and Urban to me just seems like too much of a control freak to have the success in the NFL I think he's going to try to do it too much like a college program and it's going to it's going to blow up in his face I don't think he's I don't think he's an NFL guy he should have went back to college to coach but I guess that was done for him as far as their stats from a year ago in terms of EPA per play offensively they were minus 0.049 which was 28th defensively 0.168 which was 30th DVOA they were 31st offensive DVOA 27th defensive DVOA 31st terms of pro football focus grade they were 32nd offensively and defensively they graded 29th and then in terms of points per drive offensively they scored 1.71 points per drive which was 28th and then defensively 2.67 points per drive were allowed which was 29th and this is yet another team that I really just don't see where they made the moves to make this situation better. The only thing they did was bring in a new coaching staff, and while they brought in a talent, highly talented quarterback, that was the only real move on offense they did to make that end better. And I don't think the combination of Urban Meyer with Daryl Bevel running his offense and Trevor Lawrence is going to be enough to make this team even respectable. I think Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence are both going to lose a lot more than they've experienced in their careers. And I I mean, I, I just don't... It, it's, it's a weak roster because they don't have a number one presence at receiver. They're trying to make DJ Shark, Marvin Jones, guys like that work out, but it's... That's not what's going to work out. And then they spent a first-round pick on Travis Etienne, 
who was fiery talented as a running back but just was not a good pick for them at all he is now likely out for the season with a list frank injury bad news for him and bad bad news for the jaguars hopefully he gets better soon um but that's the problem is they had the opportunity with the pick that they selected travis Etienne to actually get a real number one wide receiver they could have taken rashad bateman who i think was probably the best pick for them just because he had is a bigger size than the next guy i'm going to mention that's elijah moore elijah moore is another great player who they should have looked into and taken he's not as big as bateman but uh, I think Bateman would have been better for the Jags just because Lawrence was used to having big-bodied receivers at Clemson. So I think that connection would have been nice. But uh, obviously the Jaguars didn't see it. They instead took a running back in the first round in 2021. And just, yeah, don't even get me started on how stupid that is. Um, yeah, I, I see the Jaguars as being one of those teams that... They're, they're, they're going to be clearly in that top five pick discussion all year long. I don't see them catching on any sort of hot streak where they can win two or three in a row, nothing like that. I'm not a believer in them at all. And I think they're, pro and that's why I have them as my third most likely to be picking first. And that's just a year after picking first overall. I won't be surprised at all if they ended up doing it again. But I think the Texans and Eagles are a little worse, obviously. <clears throat> after them, though, is the New York Giants. The New York Giants, are, I think, are the fourth most likely. And they went 6-10 and ten a year ago. But something I would like to point out about their record. And think what you want with this info, but I think it's interesting. Two of their wins last, two of their six wins last season came over Washington. Both of them were, both of them they won by within three points. They also won against a Joe Burrowless Bengals, a Dak Prescottless Cowboys, and then they had a lucky win over Seattle. That's five of their six wins right there, and you can say fortune was a major part of why they won those games fortune and not even just being the better team just they had the luckier breaks those days and i wouldn't be surprised if this team actually wasn't actually was more of a two or three win team won't be surprised if they were more of an actual two or three win team last season and this season i don't think they're going to be much better uh, i mean the only thing they really got going for them is saquon barkley is back healthy he's one of the best running backs in the league but he's going to be back healthy and coming in a situation where he's going to have a heavy workload and daniel jones i'm not a big believer in as a quarterback i don't think he's very good and that's another team that I don't think has, I don't think they have the weaponry that's needed for Daniel Jones to succeed either. They did just sign Kenny Galladay away from the Lions, but I don't know how much that's going to improve their offense. They also drafted Kadarius Toney, so obviously they thought adding a couple playmakers was a good investment for them, and... While it was, I just don't think, especially with Jason Garrett running their offense, dear God, what a shit show that is. 
Um, I just don't think that they're going to produce anything better than they did a year ago. And the stats for them, in terms of EPA per play offensively, they produce minus 0.057 EPA per play, which was 30th. Defensively, 0.0376th. In terms of DVOA, they were 25th. Offensively, 26th. Defensively, 19th. And then in pro football focus grades, they were 21st overall, 26th offensively, and 13th defensively. In terms of points per drive offensively, they produced 1.60 points per drive, 31st, and defensively gave up 2.12 points per drive, which was 14th. So their defense definitely could have been worse, but their offense was complete shit. And that is exactly what's going to happen for them again. And like I said earlier in this show, I don't think a team that can or can't play offense is going to be very successful this season. And because of how much luck I feel like was involved in the wins they did get last season, I uh, I think there's a shot that they could end up picking number one very easily. And I give them the fourth best odds just because I do think, even though I don't like what they got going, I think because of the defense and I guess they have enough on offense to where they could help their defense get and it's again just do better enough to outdo the Jags, Eagles and Texans in my opinion. I'm not saying to do anything special, just to do better than those three teams be picking higher than them. And uh yeah, I, 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 yeah, the Giants, they're, they're, they're in for a rough year too. Yeah. And then my last team on the list and I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited to talk about this just because it, it never, never gives me enough joy to be able to talk shit about them. The Detroit Lions, they are my fifth most likely team to be picking first overall next year. And the only reason I don't have them higher is because I just know that even if they have only one or two wins, something like that, heading late in the year, they'll find some bullshit stretch of three or four games late in the year that don't matter, win them, and then all of a sudden not be picking higher than those teams. But I think there's enough there the way that they could actually do better than these four teams as well. And that's surprising, but it starts to me with the fact that they actually have an offensive line in place. And offensive line was pretty solid a year ago, but it should be even better with Panay Sewell, an incredible, incredible tackle. They selected seventh overall, and I think that being added to their offense will give them a great line to have. That's one reason why I... That's They have an elite position group that I think is actually worth believing in, and that's something the other teams on this list don't have. And it, and uh, the reason that the line's so elite is because, again, in addition to Panay Sewell, they also have Frank Ragnow at center, and Taylor Decker's a pretty good left tackle. With those guys really being the three that foundational pieces of the line, they're in good shape. And then as far as their stats from a year ago, the Lions, they were 5-11 and 11 a year ago. And in terms of EPA per play produced on offensive on offense, 
they produced 0.014, which was 20th. Defensively, 0.205, which was 32nd. DVOA, they were 27th. Offensively, offensive DVOA, they were 16th. Defensive DVOA, they were 32nd. In terms of PFF grades, they were 30th overall, offensively 15th, and defensively 32nd. So they were complete horseshit on defense, and that's funny because Matt Patricia was a defensive coordinator when he was hired to be the head coach, and he was supposed to fix that. But no, no, he did not. And Lions fans are very, very aware of that. But the offense was actually solid because of Matthew Stafford. Now Matthew Stafford is gone. They sent him to L.A. and bring in Jared Goff. They they did not upgrade at all. They downgraded significantly with that move. And I, I'm really interested to see just how bad the combination of Jared Goff and Anthony Lynn will be. I Anthony Lynn is not in he's not a user of play action in the way I think Goff will need to have even slight success. And that's the other thing too is the weaponry for Jared Goff to work with is going to be bad. He's only got TJ Hawkinson, a young tight end who should have a great year just cuz He's, he's going to have to be force-fed because they, again, don't have other pieces to throw the ball to. I mean, Brashad Perriman and Tyrell Williams, that doesn't give anyone fear except for Lions fans, and that's not a good thing. Uh, I, I'm really concerned about Jared Goff just throwing a bunch of picks with those guys, and especially if he doesn't have a lot of play action is throwing a lot of pure dropbacks. It could be a really ugly year for him. And also, I don't see the way for them to really push the ball down the field. And if defenses are able to stack the box in their run game, it could even nullify what a, a great offensive line's work. And I, I really think their offense has a lot of challenges that will have to be overcome. And defensively, they 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 look like shit. They 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 look like shit again. And I don't think they improved enough there. I think they'll be better just from not having Matt Patricia and having Aaron Glenn now, who comes over from the Saints. He worked with their defensive backs, and hopefully he can especially improve Jeff Okuda, last year's first-round pick. And I, 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 I think there's hope for the defense, but the offense is going to regress in a way that you just, uh, just can't have if you're trying to avoid picking in the top five. The Lions will definitely be in a top five team. I just don't see a way they're not. I think they're 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 relying on the offensive line being able to create a run game for them, and then they're going to have to figure out a way for Goff to be able to move the ball well enough in the passing game. And I just don't think they can do that in a way that makes them a non top five team drafting. All right, so that's that's my show for today. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And as always, if you uh, want to see more great content, please check out our website, basementsportsandentertainment.com. And it's the word and, not the symbol. Um, yeah, check out our great articles. And especially as football season comes up, betting picks, we're going to be making you some money if you t- listen to what we got. Um, yeah, football season's right around the corner. 
We have baseball picks going right now, but football, especially when that gets going, our picks will be red hot. So you're definitely going to want to be looking at those. And then, uh, yeah, if you want to give us feedback, give a fo- give us a follow on Twitter at Basement SAE. Give us some feedback. Let's you know anything good, anything bad. Um, and then obviously, uh, and then if you're just listening to this on the podcast, uh, if you ever want to listen to, uh, listen to this live on Twitch, it's uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at six for, for right now. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, oh, yeah, and so, yeah, if you want our Twitch channels also at Basement SAE, that was what I wanted to bring up, uh, yeah, for those who are listening on the podcast and not on the Twitch feed, uh, yeah, so, yeah, please check out our content and have a great night.